You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard The Author's Leverage. Hey, welcome. This is the Author's Leverage, the number one place for authors, those who are communicators, teachers. You're good at what you do and you're communicating. You're teaching others and supporting them. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to just bring on really amazing speakers and experts, authors, coaches. I mean, you name it. We get to talk to I get to talk to uh, a number of really, really wonderful people. And I'm really excited about today's topic because for most of us who are our authors, Um, Public speaking and being on stage is so, so key, and it opens up so many other doors on the other side. And so I'm really excited to have a good friend and colleague of mine, Majid, on with us today just to talk about how we can do more specifically high ticket sales through speaking. But more specifically, also, we're going to dive into uh, a little bit about how you can sell your programs before they're built. Um, So we'll kind of touch on both of those aspects in the conversation today. But I'm excited. Let me introduce you to Majid. Majid is a world traveling father and professional speaker. He's the founder of Expert Speaker Institute, the premier source for experts to grow their business with public speaking. Majid, like magic, will help you go from best kept secret to the go-to person in your field with a signature speak that attracts your ideal client. So welcome, welcome Majid to the author's leverage. It's a pleasure to be here, Parshel. Thank you. Yeah. So give us a little bit of, of your background. I mean, you're world traveling. So tell us about uh, your, your world, your experience, your journey that brought you to this point. Well, you know, my business was born with the question, how do I get paid to travel? And, you know, growing up, uh, we didn't have a lot of money and we talked about traveling, but it was always something that people with lots of money would do. And in high school and college, I, you know, didn't know what kind of job you can get, but I heard that some jobs, they, they actually pay for you to travel a bit. You know, they send you to the conference or they send you on assignment or whatever. So go, going through university, I was looking for what jobs create travel. And then I, at the time I was doing um, de- uh, theater performances and improv comedy performances. And I really liked performing and I heard about being a motivational speaker. And I thought, oh, if you can be a motivational speaker, you get speaking engagements and go on speaking tours and go on the speaking circuit. So I decided to study that business. And it turns out there are many, many, many different ways to get paid to speak. Or fast forward to 2022, we have many ways to package and sell our knowledge and public speaking and speaking on stage, or as we are now speaking on a digital stage, like a podcast or a webinar, um, 
there are endless opportunities. And what's so cool is even while you and I are live having this conversation, you and I are probably also speaking on other people's screens somewhere in the world with our social medias or our webinars or our courses. So we can now be in multiple places at once speaking if you consider, you know, speaking on a screen as as that opportunity. So it's like such an amazing time in human history to package and distribute wisdom. And then through coaching, you can not only teach, but you can help people implement the wisdom that you have uh, pack- packaged and distributed. So it's a huge opportunity. I love it. It's a, it's a natural progression as well. That's how we get to know people. That's how you really get to inspire, right? And and uh, and move them forward then to next steps. And it's the perfect journey, I think, that makes sense for those that are selling programs or want to sell um, experiences for people. Now, in your experience, being part of this speaker world for so long and seeing how the business functions and what opportunities there are, I'm curious from that perspective, what have, what have you seen as the biggest shift. I mean, you did talk about a little bit in terms of the virtual aspect that now stages can be pretty much anywhere, but I'm curious what other aspects of this journey have you seen change over time? When I first started in the industry probably 12 years ago, there was a big um, wanting to keep intellectual property secret, do not copy my notebook, do not distribute my videos. That's like stealing. Uh, uh, 2022, it's like give everything away. Give away all the videos, put them all on YouTube, give away all the handouts because we've moved from a learning industry into a doing and implementing industry, which is why coaching has risen as uh, such a popularity is because now access to the information is worthless. Who cares about the information? Everything's available to you, the information. It's the implementation of the information that has real value now. So that's one big thing I've seen. And speakers, I remember uh, being in the Professional Speakers Association. And the word coach was not even spoken. Mm -hmm. And it was all about the keynote. And it was all about the standing ovation, like it's a performance. But now if you're not a coach as a speaker, it's almost like you're doing a disservice to your audience because it's like, okay, great. You told us some entertaining stories. You gave us some information, but help us help us use that. So now I think of, I used to think of speaking as the product that is to be sold like a performance. Now I think of speaking as the marketing, which sells the coaching and the consulting or the online course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it's, it's beautiful. Um, I, I just, I love the segue because I think genuinely, authors, speakers, they really are usually most times coming from a place of just wanting to help people. So how much more exciting is it to be a part of how what you're teaching actually can make that transformation in people's lives outside of just sharing the information? That's right. So we can talk a little bit about that now when it comes to programs, because that's essentially what that means uh, to take your, what you're sharing from stage, what you've shared in your book, for example, and creating an experience that people are willing to pay for. Because one of the principles that I share is that people pay for implementation, right? Information isn't enough. So when it comes to these programs, because there's a lot of them out there, how do you distinguish and, and essentially go into creating a program with an author, a speaker, an expert, 
um, in such a way that is really going to tie in, right, an ability to sustain yourself, to be um, successful for whatever that means, which usually is uh, attached to money in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So um, how, yeah. Do you, how do you advise and, and go through so, that process? What's your way? Yeah, so let's, let's talk about price. Let's talk about logistics and results. And so we're using the word program, which is a great word, mm-hmm. um, because course to me means there's a lot of learning happening either through reading or through watching videos. And I don't know about you, Parshal, but I've taken courses. I've paid for courses. I watched all the videos and literally nothing happened. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would go so far as to say it's almost like guilt-free entertainment. Because <laughs> I feel guilty when I'm watching Netflix. I feel like <laughs> I'm not doing anything. But right. if I watch a course video... Um, I will feel like, well, I'm, this is, I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning, but nothing's really happening. So it's a bit of a um, false signal to your brain. So let's distinguish learning from implementing and practicing and improving and getting results. The second thing, let's look at price. You can have a free course. You can have a $5 course. You can have a $500 course. You can have a $5,000 course, and you can even have a $50,000 course. If the information was exactly the same at all of those price points, which price point do you think would have the best results? The higher one. The higher one, because they're more invested, right? Someone who spends $50,000 on something, they're not going to just not do it. They're going to do it, right? So, when people ask me, how, what should I price my program at? My answer is it has to, the highest, the number has to be high enough for you to show up and deliver your life's best work. You don't want to be, you don't want the price to be so low that you're like, Hey, what do you expect? I mean, I'll put in a little effort, but come on, I'm not going to like get on a phone call with you or something. Right. Um, and then the price needs to be high enough for them to feel like this is a serious investment that I am 100% committed to. So that's a little bit of psychology around the pricing. I don't really recommend looking at other people's stuff and, oh, this guy's doing it for 500 or this guy's doing it for $777 and that's the magical 777 number. Um, think of yourself as the one and only choice, the absolute best in the world for that perfect fit, fully aligned client. The kind of client that's just like on your wavelength, loves your vibe, totally feels like you're their guide, right? So for some people that might be $1,000 is like a really significant investment and you can show up and do your best work. And for some people, it needs to be 10,000. So we have price and we have a focus on results. So. One of the things an expert can do is they can start a coaching practice. And, you know, this is one of the challenges of the coaching industry is that you can get really great coaches who have no education and certification in coaching at all. They just have lots of experience. experience. Then you can also get people who are quote unquote certified. They've done 100 hours at the International Coaching Federation Institute and they have the certificate, but they don't have real experience overcoming the challenges that their clients are faced with. So they don't really know they have a coaching certificate. So what's important is experience and experience is the root of the word expert. Hmm. So they have experience. 
So, you know, if you're a woman who went through a crushing divorce and you're now co-parenting your kids and you completely rebuilt your life, guess what? You're an expert in helping women go through very challenging situations, maybe a divorce, maybe something else that requires that same sort of emotional fortitude and building a new a life. And so you can coach people through that. And looking backwards at your own journey, you can say, oh, you know what? I went through these four phases. And that's now the sort of method or model for you to help other people through their four phases. And in fact, the past version of you who was really struggling probably could have really used the help of the current version of you. And that's often your ideal avatar. Your ideal client is some past version of you that could have really used some help and didn't know all the things you know now. So a program, course, coaching program, is to help people get from a point A that they're struggling at to a point B that they want to get to faster, easier, less expensive, less challenging than doing it on their own. Now you've got one-on-one coaching and you've got group coaching. The nice thing about one-on-one coaching is you can just say, I will coach you, we'll set up a schedule, we'll set up a plan, and we'll go to work. You don't need to design anything. You can just Mm -hmm. say, listen, I get where you're at, I get where you want to go, I can help you with that, give them a price, they pay you. Now, here's the thing, When, when coaches are just starting off, they're thinking to themselves, how many hours? Should it be 60-minute sessions or 45-minute sessions or 30-minute sessions? Should I do one call a week or one call every two weeks? Should I do it on Zoom? Should I do it over the phone? The truth is that doesn't really matter. You know, the woman who's going through the divorce, co-parenting, building her new life, do you think she's going to care if it's eight hours or 12? Do you think she's going to care if we were talking for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 60 minutes or 66 minutes? No. She's going to care that it gets the results. So, A coaching program or or an education program or a transformational program should be focused on results and not logistics. Now, with a group program, you want to find people who have a very similar point A and a very similar point B, meaning they, they share the same problem and they want the same result. That way, a group program that has step one, step two, step three, step four, they're all ultimately going to get there. Parshel, for example, you work with uh, authors. The problem that they have is they have this thing that they've poured their heart and soul into, and they want to generate revenue and have a deeper impact than selling $20 books. The result you're going to get to is they're going to have a course that they can sell, help lots of people make lots of money. So similar point A, similar point B, similar steps and process that you can do in a group. Now, what I've done is I've convinced myself uh, that groups are better than one-on-one. So usually my my old mindset was like, okay, one-on-one's expensive and group is Mm -hmm. like a discount because we're all like, it's like split into 10 different people. So it should be cheaper, right? It's like we're taking the guru and we're splitting them 10 ways and we're all on the same call. So it should be cheaper. But I actually think as a provider of a group program that my group work is better than anything I can do one-on-one because there's so much value in the community and the connections. And this person asked a question you never thought to ask. And so it's it's a useful mindset to consider that your group programs can be as valuable or more valuable than your one-on-one work. That's a huge mindset shift because it's, it's never, 
uh, I think been for, you know, I think for, from the consumer's standpoint, you see it one way, but as the creator of it, you have the opportunity to really create a beautiful experience that's going to be amazing such that it's better than being with you one-to-one. Cause that, that was going to be my question to you. My question was specifically for those who are concerned about their one-to-one time right now, the group, there's an incentive to really make your group experience better than just a one-to-one. Uh, it's just a, yeah. it's a great mindset shift that I think um, it's just more economical and more beneficial to everyone. It creates such a win-win. Yeah. You know, like the coach who wants a group program typically comes to the conclusion they want a group program because they realize, oh, I only have so much capacity for one on one. And I would like to either make more money or serve more people or both or work less. And so it's very me focused as a coach. I Mm want to work less. I want to make more money. I want to help more people. uh, And that's all about what I want. But I think there's a really useful question, which is how can I make my group program more impactful, more valuable than anything I could ever do one on one? And with that question, you can get really excited about creating valuable value through group. Absolutely. And, you know, to be a coach and not take coaching programs, uh, you're missing out because when I take coaching programs, I'm always taking pieces like, oh, I love how they onboarded Mm -hmm. me there. Oh, I love this uh, orientation video. Oh, I love this idea on Mondays, everyone shares their wins for the weekend or something. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, join one or two great group programs and see how it's done well. I think that's a great, great suggestion for sure. And and as we think about authors, those are wanting to get into to creating and offer being able to offer these, I guess you consider more high ticket because um, even in a group experience, you can still create that to be a high ticket offer. Can you speak to a little bit about how that can be done, um, especially if it if if that experience can be created and sold before it's actually you know, existing, right? There is a .com, yeah. so forth and so on. Um, let's talk a little bit about that too, because I know that's a huge part of what um, you're teaching. And um, for those that are tuning in, Majid and I are actually co-hosting uh, a masterclass. And we're actually going to talk about this subject uh, in particular, about how you can create a high ticket program before you built it. So I would love for you to uh, give some some highlights there as to why that's important and why that shift in thinking is so important. Yeah. 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 What I'm about to tell you, if you're listening, um, will save you a lot of time and make you a lot of money if you want to build a online program. If anyone tells me that they're building an online program, my first question is, have you sold it yet? And and oftentimes they look at me like I'm not paying attention, not understanding. They say, no, 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 you didn't hear me. I'm building it. So you haven't sold it yet. Okay. So you might find yourself in the trap that I find found myself in for two years, which is like this continuous building, 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 building. The problem with building anything over two years is you change. If you're a uh, person who's developing themselves, you're a different person every six months. And so building anything for a long period of time, uh, you're a moving, changing thing. So. What happened for me, I came, uh, I developed a, a skill set called networking, 
which is the professional process of making friends and building value within your network and getting contact information and referring people. And so I put together a course on networking. And when I say I put it together, what I really mean is I dilly-dallied and did nothing for 99.999% of the time for two years. <laughs> I was watching YouTube videos on what's the best ring light to buy and what's the best microphone to buy and what's the best camera and what's the best video editing software. This is like fancy wasting time. Um, Parshel, I even watched your course on setting up your home studio and it was great and helped me set up my SLR camera. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, what I learned was that none of that really matters. Right. Because um, what matters is that you sell the course. In fact, you can even apply this to your whole service business, coaching, consulting, whatever. Yes, you're a great consultant, but can you sell consulting? Yes, you're a great coach, but can you sell coaching? Yes, you have a great course, but can you sell the course? So I did it what I now know to be as backwards. Mm -hmm. So I built the course, I filmed the course, I edited it, I uploaded it, and then I thought, ta-da, I'm done. Only to realize I haven't even started. Because what I did at that point was I wrote a single email to my list of 1,200 people and I made one sale at 300 bucks and then I had no idea what to do. Hmm. And I was like, that was, I, that was my marketing plan was send an email out, right? Now, later I discovered that I can speak to an audience and pass out a sheet of paper and say, you can buy this course and they'll pay it. And I made $1,800 in one speech, six sales at 300 bucks. That actually changed my life. Then I'm like, oh, I should I go do more speeches and make more sales. Mm -hmm. But the second course that I made, I sold it before I built it. And I didn't sell it at $300. I sold it at $3,000. And I didn't sell it as a course. I sold it as a coaching program, knowing that I would turn the coaching program into a course. Mm -hmm. So the course, my idea was I'm going to shoot a bunch of videos. I'm going to upload it to a website. I'm going to set it up to collect a $300 payment. And then I'm just going to tell people about it. And at the, at the price point of $300, that was for me like, yeah, well, what do you expect? I'm not going to get on the phone with you. I'm not going to coach you. I'm not going to coach you every week for six weeks. I'm going to give you the content. It's yours for 300 bucks. Now, my guess is most of the people who bought the $300 course never opened it. Or maybe they, maybe they watched the first video, but for 300 bucks, I bet the number of people who finished it are not very high. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking right now, there are several courses that I've bought in the last year for under a thousand dollars that I have not opened. And I would be very impressed if I could even remember what they were called and find the login and right. email. Because, <laughs> you know, you get caught up in the marketing and you're like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. But it's not a significant amount of money. So it just goes into your, yeah, I'll watch this later when I have free time. Mm -hmm. What's that? Free time. So, <laughs> so fast forward to the second course. The second course, I put out a little post on Facebook. I said, hey, I'm thinking about creating a course on sales for service providers. Would you be interested in learning that from me? If, if enough people say yes, I'll put on a free webinar. This is on Facebook. 
I got like 50 people commenting yes. So I said, great. Now that tells me that the marketing language is effective, Mm -hmm. right? So then I private messaged all 50 people. I said, hey, thanks for saying yes on the post. I put together this free training. Uh, We're going to do it live next Wednesday uh, at noon. Log into the webinar software. And so 50 people said yes. 50 people registered. 20 people showed up. Okay, that's not bad. So out of the 20 people who showed up, I taught, I said, listen, here's, here's what I learned. Here's what I can teach. Um, at the end of the call, sign up for a free one-on-one call with me. Okay, so free social media post, free webinar, free phone call. On the phone call, I say, tell me about your challenges. Tell me about what kind of support do you need. Um, and then I made them a $3,000 offer. And the $3,000 offer was, I will work with you for six weeks in a small group. We will uh, train every week and I'll work with you along the way. And I got 10 people to sign up before I built a single thing. So that's $30,000 collected. That's already like a hundred times more successful financially than the first one that was 300 bucks. Now, how I actually did the course was quite brilliant. And I learned this from Jeff Walker he calls it the seed launch formula. It involves a pre-survey, a lesson, and a post-survey. So I sold this six-week program with like a bullet point of what each week was going to be. Mm-hmm. First week's going to be about this. Second week's going to be about that. Third week's going to be about this. Fourth week's going to be about that. Real simple, like one word, right? If I had to guess, the sales, the sales course was like, uh, week one, personal brand, week two, prospecting, week three, follow-up, week four, sales presentations. Like that's like as basic as I thought about the course then. So I remember doing the teaching was on Wednesday at noon. And I remember doing a Tuesday survey. So I had like 10 people in this course and I would email out a survey and it was real basic. It would say, what do you want to learn about? Insert the name of the uh, module. So what do you want to learn about personal branding? And what's your biggest challenge when it comes to personal branding? And then I would just let people sort of tell me about what they wanted to learn. And so then the night before I'm reading through the answers on the surveys and coming up with what I was going to say on, on the next day. Then I did my class. And the the people in my class, they knew I was building this with them. Mm -hmm. They knew it wasn't built. It's not like I was tricking them. And then the day after the training on Thursday, I would send out another survey. I would say, what did you like? What could have been better? What could I have added if I were to do this over again? And now I have a lot of information about what they actually want. Compare this to my first course. I didn't know what anybody wanted because I was too shy to ask anybody. I just thought, oh, I'm just going to take everything I know. I'm going to put it into videos and hope people buy it. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's nice about this method where you sell it before you build it is you've already have an answer to your question. Is anybody going to buy this? The answer is yes. And if you can't sell it before you build it, you might not be able to sell it after you build it. But not only have you answered the question, is anybody going to buy this? But you also now have a committee who are going to tell you what they want in the content. 
So I continued to do this for six weeks. I had recorded six lessons. I had six pre-lesson surveys and six post-lesson surveys. And now I had a really good picture of what I would do if I would do it all over again. And I went out and sold 10 more people in it at $3,000 each. And now, now I'm less dependent on the surveys, but now my modules are even um, more complete and I have a better picture of the whole journey of the course in version two. Then six weeks after that, I said, okay, I'm ready now to get a professional videographer and do a professional course for version three. And that is how I make courses now. Sell it first, do version one, sell it again, do version two, then go pro and make version three so it's your beautifully filmed masterpiece. And I already know it's going to sell. That is phenomenal. I hope that for those that are tuning in, uh, your your interest is peaked um, because this is a process, I would say, that for the author's leverage just um, makes sense and has been a direction that we've been building and, and narrating our courses around. And so um, I highly recommend uh, if, if you're interested in attending this, this workshop that uh, Majid and I are going to put on, that's going to be October 4th. Um, and we'll have a link below this as well where you can come in and get more information. Because um, what, what you're presenting just makes so much sense. And it's really hitting a lot of pain points that a number of experts have when it comes to approaching this process. And in doing it in this way, um, they can have way more confidence, right? Their idea is validated. And at the end of the day, you're helping people. And with confidence, you can say, you can say yes, I've helped <laughs> these people achieve these results. I mean, it does so much from both ends of the spectrum, I think, for the audience. And then as well for you as the business owner who needs to make sound decisions, uh, you know, when it comes to your business and where you're allocating your resources and your energy and your time. Like you said, what is free time, right? Like that's non-existent uh, ever. So, um I just find this to be so, so powerful. And I do also want to kind of get your perspective um, because there's a number of, you know, authors and, and folks who are listening who maybe have done, done it the wrong way, exactly the way that you just described. Uh, they, they didn't go about it that way. Because um, even in some of our early stages of this process, we didn't do it that way. Um, but we're, we're perfecting it. And it's something that is leaning towards, for sure, more of a community-based building process for how we can educate, right? And how we can really ensure a result, not only for the reader, but for the author as well, right? There needs to be a win-win. I'm always aiming for that. So um, what, what, what advice would you give to that business owner that, you know, hustled to build something that now is online and the selling aspect of or, or how they with how they feel about it isn't very positive. So, uh, you know, what, what would you share with them? So the question is, um, they have something built and they're not loving it. Is that it? Yeah, they're not loving it for all aspects around results. Um, whatever amount of energy and time and resources went into building it, yeah. um, maybe yeah. you're not, you know, meeting what they thought it would. Well, um, welcome to the club, first of all. <laughs> right. <laughs> you now have your membership card. Congratulations. <laughs> what do we call this card? We need a name for this, this membership um, card. Yeah, it's like, uh, I, I can't believe I built this thing, the club. <laughs> um, my first networking course, uh, it just, it looks embarrassing. Mm. And, you know, there's a there's a rule in the world of uh, creators that is if you're not embarrassed by your first piece of work, you waited too long. 
And the thing is, you know, there's this great quote from Ira Glass, and he says something along the lines of the problem with people who have good taste is that we make stuff and we don't like it. We don't like it because we have good taste and we know what we're producing is not that good. (laughs) But it takes so much, so many times producing things that are average to get to something that's great. Mm -hmm. So trust the process celebrate the journey and know that you're you have good taste that's how you know that's why you're embarrassed by your product is because you got good taste so um you can still sell it and i'm not saying sell something ugly to pull one over um on your your audience because you know there's so much therapeutic benefit transformational power in just getting someone to buy a thing because just getting them to say i want it i'm committing and i'm paying and i'm not just paying a small amount i'm paying a significant amount that act alone is powerful for them even if they never open up your course Mm. because they're committing and they're making a decision now once they become a client and especially if they pay a significant amount to become a client then you can throw everything you have into supporting them your coaching your network your advice your feedback introductions so still taking the product that you built and letting it be the thing that they buy my rule is when someone becomes a client of mine we're in we're on a journey for life Like, even if you stop paying me, I want to keep on making you remember that investing and working with me was like the best decision you ever made. So another thing I'll mention that is real for my journey is that I spent two years building a course and that whole time I was hiding from any potential customers. I spent no time talking to actual people that I could help, spent no time asking them what they needed. I spent all my time watching videos and recording my stuff and watching more videos and recording my stuff because I was too shy Hmm. to talk to customers. One of my mentors taught me that the more time you talk to customers, the more money you make and the better are your products. I was so out of touch from who my actual customers are. And in fact, I think at the time that I was building a course, I had never bought a course before. It's so hard to be in the mind of a, uh, of a student who's paying money for a course if you're never had that experience. Right. And so for coaches as well, people who say, oh, I want to um, I want to be a coach. Have you ever hired a coach before? Have you ever been a student of a coach? Yeah, that's true. You know, a friend of mine, um, bless her heart, she's a sweet, sweet woman. She wanted to build a yoga app for iPhone and sell it for 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And I go, I've never built an app before, but I know a lot of time goes into it. And I'm thinking 99 cents, like how many of those are you going to have to sell right. to, to make any kind of money? And like, and why would someone buy your yoga app for 99 cents when they can get Jillian Michaels or Nike plus with like these million dollar production studios. And then I asked her, have you ever bought an app before? And she paused for a second. She's like, no, I don't know. Nope, never had bought an app before. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to sell coaching, hire a coach. If you want to sell courses, buy a course just to get the feel of what it's like 
to spend money and uh, be a customer. So that's that's some of my advice. If you have something, you can still sell it because getting the client is the opportunity to serve the client, even if your videos are a little janky. And remember, nobody's going to say, oh, the program didn't work because your resolution was low and your lighting wasn't yeah. good. Right. Uh, the product, the program works when you facilitate a commitment, when you facilitate an investment and you support them in getting the results, even if it's kind of ghetto. And my, my videos have gotten more and more ghetto over the years. <laughs> I'm just doing screen recordings now. I don't even use a fancy <laughs> camera because yeah. I don't have time for all the production. It's just like, I know the message, but more important than the content of the course <laughs> is the ability to sell the course and the way I sell a course is I give a speech where I basically say, here's how you get from point A to point B, here's the steps. And by the way, if you hire me and take my course, you'll get there more easily. Then I invite people onto a sales call where I say, tell me about your specific challenges and here's how I think my program will help you. Then I invite them to make the commitment and invest. Then finally they're looking at my course. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I think that for, and I love what you said too, just kind of uh, still giving hope essentially, like you still have something that can work and it can still be beneficial, but it's just, it's the opening door for what you can offer more so in the back end to ensure they get the result, to ensure that they um, go through that and then get in, in the positive direction. Can you yeah. talk to a little bit also to how you specifically work with experts and, yeah. and what uh, and what are the the good things they get from uh, spending more time with you and learning from you? Yeah, so I help experts build a personal brand, build a signature speech, and develop the skill of high ticket sales, so that they can deliver the courses, programs, coaching, and consulting that they're so good at. The people that I work with are really good at what they do. They're really confident in their work. They just don't know where to get the customers from and, and how to sell them. Uh, so the process we go through is we figure out how you're different. That's your personal brand is how you're different. We figure out who you're meant to serve in terms of your ideal client avatar. Then we can create what I call a signature speech, which has a very specific title and description. And that title and description makes the ideal client go, oh my goodness, I have to watch this speech. This is literally to solve my one specific problem. Then in delivering the speech, we tell stories and stories are very powerful to capture people's imagination. And showing in those stories, the ideal client sees themselves going from having the problem to solving the problem with this speaker, this expert's support. Then typically my clients will give that speech and invite people into a one-on-one -on -one conversation. In that one-on-one -on -one conversation, they'll present a high ticket offer, $5,000, $10,000. And then with that high ticket investment from the client, then they can do all sorts of things. They can do a public, they could do a one-on-one -on -one coach. They can do a group coach. They can do an online course. They can do consulting. So that's what I do. And to start that process with me, I offer something free. It's low risk. It's low risk because it's free. The risk is it's your time. And what I promise is that it's going to be worth at least $1,000 to you. And so what that is, is a one-on-one -on -one call with me. And I take you through my process of identifying where you're at, where you want to be, and how you can apply these tools to growing your business. So you can book that call with me right now. The, the link to it is expertspeaker.com slash apply. 
That's expertspeaker.com slash apply. That's a one-on-one strategy call with me. If you'd like to learn my whole process, my whole system, I give it away in my book. You got to read. It's expertspeakerbook.com. So you can go to expertspeakerbook.com and download the PDF for free. Or if you like to hear an audio book, it's on Audible. It's called Expert Speaker, Five Steps to Grow Your Business with Public Speaking. Beautiful. And we'll be sure to link to those uh, beneath this. So that way, anyone who's listening or watching, you'll be able to get to access to that. I highly, highly recommend um, checking out the book for sure, because Majid, as you can share, he he, as you can see, he is a a very giving person. And um, I've known him for a little bit. And I think that what he's sharing is really coming from a place of uh, really care and genuine desire to help people. So I really appreciate that. And, and you being with us today. So um, as, as we wrap it up, I had one other question that came to mind. Um, and then my last sort of bonus question that I ask uh, everybody that comes on. So the one question is, I know that we, you essentially, you and I do similar things in sort of helping experts and speakers in some way. And, and I think that there is a differentiation, so to speak, between like when it would make sense, let's say in a version three of a course, right? Because I love it when authors come to us and not only do they have a book, but they also have a program. They also have a way that they've been helping people in a one-to-one fashion. And from there, they're looking to produce something that's going to be more flagship, more standard um, for them, and maybe just be an upgraded version or experience online for, for their readers. When, based on your experience and what you know in this industry and what, what you've seen and noticed, um, when does it make sense to break out the nice cameras or in what certain what circumstances would you even possibly do that as a speaker who's, you know, how you show up matters? So um, I always test a message first before I invest a lot of time and money. And when, when I when I think about the fancy camera, I'm thinking about time and money. Mm-hmm. Um So for example, I created a course called Magic Words and I first tested it out by putting a post on Facebook and I said, who would be interested in learning from me some simple language hacks to be more effective with communication? And I got probably a hundred people said they're interested. So I made a free Facebook group and I did three 20 minute Facebook live videos, just kind of talking about some of the things. And I got a lot of feedback and a lot of positive Uh, feedback. And I knew this was a mass market message. So I hired a very professional video camera crew, spent thousands of dollars and made these beautiful TikTok videos. And they blew up, they went viral on TikTok. And I got 250,000 people basically overnight to follow that account because of that magic words course. So I tested it first, felt the traction, got the traction, then invested. Now that was a mass market strategy. And it's not a, uh, it didn't, well, it, it's, it's since generated sales, but it's just built a huge audience for me. The sales strategy, I, I, it's almost the opposite strategy. It's like choose one super niche ideal client. For me, my ideal client is a functional medicine practitioner with a virtual practice and a high ticket healthcare program. And that level of specificity allows me to go direct to that market. So I speak at functional medicine conferences all the time. So uh, I knew that was my niche when I spoke at one conference generated $250,000 in sales from a single speech. And I was like, wow, this audience really digs this 
uh, offer, right? So once I have that traction and that history, that's when I know I built a course called uh, Public Speaking for Holistic Doctors. That's where I can invest in that. Um, so the short answer is test the message quickly. And if there's traction and there's sales, then invest more time, more energy in, in, into the equipment. Got it. Got it. Thank you for that. And, uh, and as we wrap up, my last question for you is, what is your one word? If there's one word that you would leave behind or leave to the planet from Majid, what would that one word be? Hmm. Well, um, I'll use the word expert because it's part of my brand, expert speaker. And I mentioned earlier that experience is what makes expert. And I'll give one more insight into my definition of expert. And that is that you don't need to be the number one best on all of planet Earth in order to help people. You can be as little as two steps ahead of the people you wanna help. To them, you already are an expert. So I will invite you to consider what you are an expert in based on this perhaps revised definition. What do you have experience in? What are you two steps ahead? And give people the gift of your expertise and give people the opportunity to invest in your expertise because they're more committed giving it away for free is great and you'll get hundreds of thousands of followers on tiktoks maybe but to actually give someone the opportunity to, to invest in your expertise doesn't not only help you live a great life of prosperity and abundance but it also helps them to be more invested in their transformation huge huge majid you're awesome uh must feel good to be you because <laughs> it just uh, just gold pours out of you. So I just appreciate uh, you being here and sharing your wisdom, sharing your knowledge and your experience, your expertise uh, with me and with the listeners today. So uh, thanks again for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Parshall. Yeah. And, and for those listening, thanks again. Um, we're the Authors Leverage and to talk and have these conversations for me is, is amazing. And I hope that it's just as beneficial for you as well. Um, so here we're about helping authors essentially leverage what you've already created. And we are really blessed and happy that again, uh, folks like Majid are in our world and our circle, and you can check more out about our masterclass that we're going to be doing together, October 4th. There'll be a link to that below this video. And I hope to see you there. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode as well. And if we can help you support you in any way as an author, you can always reach out to us at theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. Check out more resources. Visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time. 